The Knicks absolutely had a shot to beat the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. But unfortunately, we saw a dream turn into a nightmare in Milwaukee as the New York Knicks in that third quarter of doom, which often plagues them against the top-tier teams in the NBA, happened again. And unfortunately, they were never able to recover from it. And because of that, they were knocked out of the in-season tournament by the Milwaukee Bucks and unfortunately will not be going to Vegas. We're going to break down this game, including Julius Randle's monstrous game and why no other New York Knick could help him out and help the Knicks advance. All of this and so much more today. So be sure you're subscribed to the channel and have notifications turned on so you don't miss a second of the new content. And now, let's get started. The Knicks are not going to Vegas. Unfortunately, they fall to the Milwaukee Bucks. If you watch this game from start to finish, it was a roller coaster of emotions. Because in the beginning, all you saw was back and forth scoring. Not a lot of defense, but a lot of scoring. The Knicks, probably one of their best scoring offensive games ever. Because both teams had it going offensively. However, when one team faltered in the third, the other team in the Milwaukee Bucks didn't. They kept going. They kept scoring. They didn't stop. And that was the whole difference of the game. Because let's get it right. Both teams did not play defense. Both teams allowed either team to get whatever they wanted. And the Knicks, being one of the better teams in the league, should have not done that. In a way... It was like the team played down to their competition in terms of defense. Because the Bucks, I believe, are 21st rated in terms of defense. And tonight, it looked like the Knicks were 21st rated. Because it was no defense being played. And that had a large part to do with Mitchell Robinson and Brooke Lopez. We all know, if the center of the other team can shoot the three, Mitchell Robinson will be lost. And that's exactly what happened. Because Brooke Lopez, to his credit, took Mitchell Robinson all the way out to the three, then took him off the dribble, took him inside the paint, and lit him up. Took out Mitchell Robinson in terms of his effectiveness inside the paint. And as clearly indicated by the score here, basically made Mitchell Robinson a non-factor. And the Bucks took advantage and dominated. 146 points to 122 the Knicks actually allowing 146 points is the biggest amount of points that they've allowed, I believe, since 1979. Let that sink in for a second. The Knicks fall to 12-8 and eight on the season. Shout out to Fred Katz from The Athletic for reporting the following. They again are eliminated from the in-season tournament. Randall at 41 points. Brunson with 21. Barry with 23. Giannis 35 and 10. Damian Lillard, 28 points, 7 assists. Bucks shot 60.4% from the field and 60.5% from deep. 23 of 38. Thanks to New York being eliminated here, the Knicks will now play Boston on Friday. With tonight's loss, New York falls to a combined 0-4 this season in games versus Milwaukee and Boston. Shout out to Ian Bagley of SNY for giving us this information. And basically, him and Fred Katz are stating exactly what I've been saying basically each and every video to close out most games for the last few weeks. 
One of the main issues I have for the Knicks is their perimeter defense and their three-point defense. It was like practice out there. There were times out there on the court, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, other Knicks players on the court were just open, watching the Buck players take these three-pointers and not throw any type of defense, any type of resistance toward them, letting them shoot open threes. That is not acceptable. You cannot allow a Bucks team who have that much offensive firepower to shoot that openly and that cleanly from three. The Bucks took a hit defensively. Offensively, they got better. And it's like the Knicks forgot that because they allowed them to shoot so many open threes. It was hard to watch. I don't like watching basketball like that, guys. I don't know about you, but for me, I'm a very big guy on defense. I love watching teams lock down other teams on defense, make it hard for other teams on defense, make them have to make a bad play, give up a bad pass, make a turnover, and get into transition and get the bucket. That's beautiful basketball. Playing within rhythm, playing within flow, passing the ball so everybody gets to touch it. Great basketball. Utilizing your center especially when he's open inside the paint. Great basketball. I thought the Knicks failed to do that. And you know what? Even in the beginning, going back to that first quarter and the second quarter, right? The New York Knicks and the Milwaukee Bucks were neck and neck. But do you know that I thought going into halftime that the Knicks were likely going to lose the game because of the way the first two quarters were going? And the reason why is because even though the Knicks offense was going very well, I knew that allowing a team to shoot that well, allowing a team to score that many points on you, it was not going to be another good second half. And unfortunately, it wasn't. Check out what happened in the second half. So this is the point difference in each and every quarter here. As you can see here, 35-37, right? The Knicks were keeping it neck and neck with the Milwaukee Bucks. And then the third and the fourth, they came back down and they look like an average team again. 24 points, 26 points. Again, to the Milwaukee Bucks, 37 to 34 points. 146 to 122 was the final score. Milwaukee continued, did not take their foot off the gas, continued to push forward against this Knicks team, this aggressive physical Knicks team, and continued to shoot shot after shot after shot. It wasn't just Chris Middleton. It wasn't just James Lillard. It wasn't the rookie off the bench. It wasn't Giannis making threes. It was everybody on the Milwaukee Bucks taking a step forward and helping that team win. Malik Beasley hitting shot after shot. Some of those threes were just wide open. If you're watching that game, you have to be disgusted with that. I love what the New York Knicks did in terms of keeping it competitive in the first half but I still didn't like the defensive effort. And then they continued that poor defensive effort in the second half. I just wondered, what did they talk about in the halftime? Why would they continue the poor defensive play again against this Bucks team that is such a crucial and good team in the East? You see what they do on a night-to-night basis. They can be beat, but in order to beat them, you have to be able to play good defense. You have to be able to at least throw some resistance out there. If you allow them to beat you, they're going to beat you. And in my opinion, if you allow a team to shoot that many threes, you allow a team to shoot that many open, clean threes, you're basically giving the game away. 
and they gave the game away to the Bucks in the way they defended the three-point line. This is an eye-opening game, a strong, important game for the New York Knicks. It had playoff atmosphere intensity. Julius Randle performed as if it was a playoff game. And let's go into Julius Randle and what he did. Because if I keep talking about the New York Knicks and their futility in this game, I'm going to get way more angry than I am right now. Julius Randle was one of the bright spots for this Knicks team, and we got to talk about it. Julius Randle tonight, game high, 41 points, 14 of 19 shooting. My goodness, was he efficient. 11 of 12 from the free throw line, six rebounds, five assists. He came to play. He showed out. He was one of the main Knicks who from start to finish responded. And for me, it was one of the bright spots and a silver lining among this entire horrendous loss. Given that the players are considering that this game means a lot, it feels like a playoff game and a lot of them are going to treat it like a playoff game, I'm going to take what happened tonight as if it was a playoff game. That means Julius Randle not showing off on playoff games. I'm going to take it that this is a response to all that criticism because he's heard it. You know he's heard it. He's definitely heard it. And if this is the type of Randall we're going to get consistently in the playoffs, the Knicks are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Because I don't know who can stop a Knicks team with a Randall performing like this. He gave one of the best players in the entire NBA a game to be looked at and responded to. Because Giannis did not have an easy game. And he had a very difficult time guarding Julius Randall. Let's put that out there. Because as much as Giannis went off, Randall went off just as much and we have to acknowledge that and Jalen Brunson also had a pretty good game unfortunately though he could not buy a three to save his life and his efficiency from the floor 10 of 22 just was not great it was not Jalen Brunson like numbers that we've been accustomed to seeing and maybe that's our fault or his fault really for just playing so good and so out of his mind over the last few games giving us 40 point games 42 point games last time he faced Milwaukee he dropped 45 points on them so each and every time we watch Jalen Brunson we expect him to be amazing to be a master class and maybe that's because he's given us so many good games that he spoiled us he came back to earth on this particular game unfortunately this is not the game you want to come back down to earth on we needed him to be impactful and we needed him to be a guy that could follow Julius Randle with his strong performance we didn't get that from Jalen Brunson we really didn't get that from RJ Barrett and to an extent we didn't get that from anybody else on the Knicks even Emmanuel quickly our best player off the bench just couldn't do it he didn't have it tonight and that's again something very concerning because if this is another playoff game and it's looked at that way, and players are treating it that way, and he didn't respond again. He didn't respond last year either. Are we going to look at that? Are we going to start talking about Emmanuel quickly, and potentially what his value is, and what he should be paid at the end of the season by any team, including the Knicks? Quentin Grimes, last seven games. Zero points, three points, three points, six points, zero points, four points. Tonight against Milwaukee, zero points, one rebound, zero assists, negative three, 18 minutes. Game before that, 21 minutes. Game before that, 16 minutes. Game before that, 19 minutes. Game before that, 20 minutes. Game before that, 21 minutes. 
His minutes are decreasing. His impact is going down. Why is he starting? Why is Quentin Grimes starting? You think that him doing this is increasing his value? Him doing this is showing you why he's a great defender? Because even though you want to call him a great defender, and he is a great defender for the Knicks, and during that first quarter on Dame, I thought he did a very good job. But other than that, look at what the Bucks did. When he was in the game, even though he didn't play that many minutes, did he really lock down or stop anybody? Besides the first quarter when he was inserted, did he lock down or stop anybody else he was guarding? Because in my opinion, he didn't. Remember, every single person that's yelling at me, everybody that's saying we can't trade Grimes, we can't bench Grimes, we can't do this with Grimes. Remember, these numbers, what you just saw, that's the player you're shouting at me at. That's the one you're selling me defense on. That's the one you keep telling me we can't move to the bench because it would hurt his value. I don't know how you can say that at this point in time given what he's been showing us. Please, Tom Thibodeau, if you have it in your heart, please bench Quentin Grimes, do what's right for this Knicks team and watch this team thrive and finally beat the teams that nobody expects them to beat like the Bucks, like the Boston Celtics, like the Minnesota Timberwolves. Watch the Knicks actually beat these teams if Dante DiVincenzo's in the lineup. It's not about Dante so much. It's about what he can do and fit. And right now, it's clear. Dante fits way better than Quentin Grimes. But what about you guys? What did you think about this loss to the Milwaukee Bucks? Let me know in the comments below, guys, because honestly, I would love to hear from you. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and smash that like button. Leave a comment below. And of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace.